Ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Pozo Nation. First up, did the feds just arrest a fed at the Capitol rally? We'll get into it next. Stunning images from the border, the Rio Grande crossing, border patrol agents rounding up migrants on horseback. They're going to be sent home. Next, Democrats blocked from a massive green card handout that they were trying to jam in the new spending bill. And finally, a new report is out on General Milley downplaying the 2020 riots to Trump. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. So this past weekend, there was a rally held in Washington, D.C. at the Capitol. It was held by a group that was supporting the people that are still locked up over January 6th. And so the event was held by people that wanted to support them. They said that it was going to be peaceful. They wanted people to come out. Pretty much everybody looked at this and said, you know what? I don't want to get involved with something like that. It just doesn't seem like the right time. And it, we know it's going to be crawling with who? Two groups. media and feds. So the first up, there was this image that popped out of these guys in, uh, you know, in jorts and, you know, designer shirts, and they're all wearing the same watch. And they, the one guy has like, you know, black dress shorts up and it pretty much everybody's looking at this and going, yep, bunch of feds, look at them, all feds, right? So we don't know for sure, but we got to, you know, we got to pay attention to that, of course. The thing we were told was a national headline and yet nothing happened that day. But actually, wait, no, one thing did happen. Somebody was arrested there. Who was it? What happened? And we're told, if we go to Capitol Police Twitter, they said that the man arrested had a gun. Okay, that's, that's actually serious. So what's going on? Fortunately for the public, Ford Fisher, an award-winning documentarian and journalist, was on the scene and he captured the footage. Let's take a look. Yeah. I'm gonna get the crit. What happened? Back up, please. Are you on the cover? Are you part of the event? I'm just here. Where do you have help the guys are at? It's on the What's your name? Gordon? No. 935 is on that one. Good. Chips are on there. Hmm? What's your name, Jay? Yeah, yeah. Just don't drop it on my head. How about that? Perfect. What do you want to take? What's your name? All right. Give me a diamond this way. Copy. This way. Go straight. Copy. Get out of my way, people. Move back. Move back. Move back. Move back. What's your name, sir? What's your name? So as we're watching this thing, we have to ask ourselves, did the feds just arrest a fed 
at the Justice for J6 route. Now, we don't know what's going on here. We need to get more information. But I think the overall narrative that so many people have been talking about about this thing has really come out. But I want to point out something that's more, I think, indicative of what's going on here. The fact that these types of rallies can no longer go on in the United States Capitol in Washington, D.C., means that there has been a chilling effect on conservatives using their First Amendment in Washington. Understand the draconian nature of where that leads. Now, there have been rallies and events outside of Washington, and those have been great and those have been perfectly safe. But I want people to understand that there is now a pervading sense that if you go to Washington, D.C. as a conservative to hold a rally in your nation's capital, you are going to be looked at as a criminal. You are going to be looked at as the potential next Timothy McVeigh, and you are going to have all of the federal attention and the media totally squared on you. There were more police, law enforcement, feds, and media there than there were actual people attending the rally. And of course, the feds were way more interested in this than they were on keeping an eye on Brian Laundrie, the former boyfriend of Gabby Petito, who was just found in the Grand Teton National Park. Understand, Chris Ray, Merrick Garland, and the entire system over there at the FBI needs to be reformed. It needs to be reformed immediately. This organization's priorities are completely insane. Just talk to any of the members of the U.S. Olympics gymnastics team because they just held a massive hearing about this entire thing. This is not just coming from the conservatives. So feds, get your act together and possibly we should look at breaking it up. Stay tuned. We got more coming up. Folks, these images that we're seeing coming out of the Del Rio, Texas and the Rio Grande area border region are horrific. I don't know how else to explain this. Um, not only is it a humanitarian crisis and our heart goes out to the people that are involved in this thing, but we also have to figure out what are we doing as a country? Why are we allowing this to happen on our border? Who was it that made this decision? Why is this going on? And we're now seeing images and the guys are going to play it now, uh, border agents on horseback are trying their best to just be able to go and round, essentially round up, you know, some of the migrants that are coming across. This is what's going on. Um, I don't know if AOC has seen this yet, but uh, we'll have to get her take on it when she's done, you know, wearing her fancy dresses for the Met Gala. But folks, this is not a, any way to run a serious country. You have to understand that a serious country has serious borders. We have to know who is here. We have to know who's coming across. And by the way, the, the inhumane conditions that people are being kept in under there, it's completely unsanitary. We have no idea. Keep in mind, there's still a virus going on out there. If you've got people that are stuck in one of these environments, right? Unsanitary, a lot of people saying together, that is a perfect condition for an outbreak. And they're talking about 15,000 people congregated under a bridge because there's nowhere else to put them right now. Now they're saying that eight flights a day are scheduled to deal with the crisis. And so hopefully that's what's going on. Hopefully that's not one of these other Biden administration things where they say something's going on 
and then it doesn't. We just had a, what a hundred thousand come out of Afghanistan. Surely fifteen thousand from Texas to Haiti shouldn't be that hard. But I want to play some videos of what's coming out so you understand what's actually happening on the ground. This comes from uh, Bill Malugan over at Fox. All right, guys, what you're looking at right now is that is the U.S. side of the Rio Grande. That is a mass of several hundred illegal immigrants who have just crossed the Rio Grande. And look at this, several hundred more streaming across as we speak. We're on a boat in the Rio Grande. This is the Mexican side of the river right now. You can see it's a never-ending stream, hundreds of people crossing the Rio Grande basically every hour. And they're heading over to the International Bridge, which you can see in the background. Look at that mass of people. This is why the situation under the bridge continues to deteriorate. This is insane. The federal government has to wake up. Oh, you're right. All right, I'm just gonna read now from the Daily Mail headlines as you look at some of this footage. More than 300 Haitians returned to their homeland on Saturday after being deported from the United States border where nearly 15,000 migrants set up camp as they waited to enter the country. More than half of the 327 Haitians that were deported on Sunday were under the age of five and were born abroad as their parents traveled to South and Central America before coming to the United States. They said they were forced to sleep on the floor with plastic tarps as they were being processed. One official said the Department of Homeland Security would likely send five to eight flights of migrants out per day starting on Sunday, while another expects no more than two a day. The plan also includes increasing the number of border patrol in the area by sending 400 agents and officers by Monday morning and more if necessary. This, this is crazy. Haitian migrants are using a dam to cross into and from the U.S., and staying shaded near a bridge. Del Rio Mayor Bruno Lozano said on Saturday that there were 14,534 immigrants at the camp under the bridge. And I do have a little issue with Daily Mail right there, the choice of the word immigrant. The word immigrant denotes that you are coming through a process, that you are going through a legal process of entering a country legally for the purpose of coming there and settling your family, right? That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about people coming across dams, coming across rivers, uh, bringing babies across. This is a very harrowing trek. This is not something that you'd want to suggest that anybody should do. And I wanna remind everybody that this is being done because of policy. We talked about it last week. When you have a government that says the door is the, you know, essentially the back door is open. Come on, come on in. And even though we have laws against it, we're not going to enforce them. What do you think is going to happen? What do you think is going to happen for people when they're coming from Haiti, when they're coming from South Central America, et cetera? They want a better life. We get that. But we also get that that's not the way to run our country. That's not the best option for them, by the way, because when you come into the US, then, they're, then you're, you're let loose on this honor system. We have no idea who's coming in. We have no idea what we're tracking. And the conditions that they're being held in are the perfect soup, the perfect recipe for a COVID outbreak that could potentially be deadly to them and the border agents that are dealing with this. You gotta stop it, folks. You gotta stop it. Stay tuned, we'll be right back with a new breaking story. 
So here at Human Events Daily, we have a phrase, and I want to share that phrase with you. I know I said it before. I'm going to say it again. Folks, be good, be brief, be gone. It's what I was taught in the U.S. military, in the U.S. intelligence community. That's what we're doing here. Five, six-minute segments. The whole thing is about 20-plus minutes. That's all we need because we are going to give you the most high-impact stories, the analysis that you need, the bottom line up front. So then you can be empowered to be the influence agent. Go there, share out this podcast. Thank you so much to everyone, by the way, who subscribed, who shared this thing. Last week, uh, we hit number one on Apple Podcasts for Politics. It was incredible. I had no idea that was going to happen the first week right out of the gate. So God bless you so much but we are gonna keep going and you need to keep sharing this out with everybody. Share it with your normie friends because this is how we get the information across. This is information and analysis paired up, none of the fluff, none of the noise. We are going straight to the heart of the matter. The Senate parliamentarian has killed a Democrat bid. They were blocked. What were they trying to do? Shoehorn eight million green cards, a massive amnesty deal into this 3.5 trillion spending bill. They were trying to essentially give out these green cards to millions and millions of people without actually putting it in a, and this is what they do, right? You understand? They don't put this up as a law by itself because they know that for a lot of the moderate Democrats out there, this is just basic politics, right? For a lot of the moderate Democrats out there, they're representing places like if you look at cinema in Arizona, Mansion in West Virginia, of course, they are so much influence right now because the Democrats only hold a very slim, very slim control of the Senate, right? They have that 50 plus the one with Kamala Harris. So if you have a moderate Democrat, they are not going to go on board with this stuff. So what were they trying to do? Well, they were trying to put it into the spending package. So they were going to say, if you support the spending package, well, you have to support this. It's known as tacking on, um, you know, tacking on a rider. It's essentially putting in something to a bill that may have been, by the way, well, there's another phrase out there called poison pill, but that's not exactly what this is. So this was blocked by the Senate parliamentarian, Elizabeth, Elizabeth McDonough, and it's referred to as a significant blow to Democrats' path to citizenship scheme. scheme. That's according to NBC. Her guidance, listen to that. I want you to listen to exactly what she said, the words that were used. The Democrat plan doesn't meet the strict rules on what can be in the spending bill and called the plan by any standard a broad new immigration policy. The policy changes of this proposal far outweigh the budgetary impact scored to it, and it is not appropriate for inclusion in reconciliation, she wrote. Changing the law to clear the way to LPR, this is lawful permanent resident, that's what a green card is in official terminology, status, is tremendous and enduring policy change that dwarfs its budgetary impact. So understand what's going on here, folks. Understand what's going on. They were trying to cram in something into a spending bill that should have been its own standalone law. This is a broad, sweeping policy. And now of those 8 million, I want you to understand, and I'm going to go down here and explain the people that they were trying to include in this bill. It was going to target a pathway to citizenship for who? The DACA recipients, the dreamers, farm workers, essential workers. So these sort of um, 
these guest worker programs, and then also recipients of temporary protected status. It was going to be a huge, huge step going completely beyond where anyone has talked about in the, having an actual amnesty debate. There wasn't going to be a debate. They were trying to make this a rule and cram this thing in, and they were blocked. And by the way, they weren't blocked by the Republicans. They were blocked by the Senate parliamentarian because they were breaking the rules of the Senate. You can't do that. You can't just shoehorn in something this massive. So uh, I, my kudos, by the way, my kudos go to the Senate parliamentarian for standing up for the rule of law at a situation like this. Amnesty of any sort, certainly amnesty for eight million people, giving them straight up green card status. Obviously a major policy and the American people deserve that to be put up to a debate. But for some reason, the left doesn't like to have debate. They wanna shut down debate. They wanna shoehorn things in the middle of the night and they don't want you to know what they're up to. So we've been talking all week about this new Woodward book and specifically what's coming out about General Milley or as I like to call him, General Milley. Now we've got new reporting out of this book that General Milley tried to downplay the 2020 BLM and Antifa riots in an effort to prevent Trump from invoking the Insurrection Act, argued that they were mainly centered around the use of spray paint. You know, this is incredible because in my book, Antifa Inside the Black Bloc, which came out last year, I was reporting conversations that took place between Trump and Chris Ray that were very much along these exact same lines where Chris Ray did everything he could to downplay Antifa, to downplay the riots, say it's not that big of a deal, it's not that important, it's not crazy. Now listen to what apparently Milley was saying according to the new book. Despite the violent demonstrations quickly spreading across the country, Milley continued to insist that they had only impacted two cities and were relatively sedate, echoing CNN's ludicrous, fiery, fiery, but mostly peaceful description of the riots. They use spray paint, Mr. President. That's not an insurrection. We're a country of 330 million people. You got these penny packet protests. He apparently went on to tell Trump that most of the riots only involved around 300 people, and they paled in significance to the 68 Washington riots caused by the assassination of MLK and the Battle of Fort Sumter in 1861, which started the Civil War. Let's do a quick poso check on this. The riots took days to spread virtually to every major city in the country. There was looting, arson, violent attacks, Molotov cocktails, shootings. It caused $2 billion in property damage, dozens of deaths, 17,000 arrests, thousands of police officers were injured. In the city of Seattle, armed militants took over part of the city, General. They took over part of an American city, sir. But you didn't want Trump to invoke the Insurrection Act. You didn't want anything to hurt your precious little narrative. And it just seems like he's trying to protect this narrative. This leads us to what? This leads, same mentality, leads us up to what happened on January 6th. And I reported this all the way back in February, in January, it's in the book, Vanity Fair had it as well, that the Secretary of Defense admitted that Trump ordered 10,000 National Guard troops to be stand in, stood up 
for security deployed on January 6th. Trump said, according to Miller, you're going to need 10,000 people. No, I'm not talking BS. He said it. And he said, well, someone's going to have to ask for it. Meaning who? The speaker. And then Trump said, you do what you need to do. You do what you need to do. You're going to need 10,000. Sleep on that. Sleep on that with your MyPillow at MyPillow.com. Folks, seriously, Millie is a joke, and he is entirely a tool of the system. You need to understand this. He didn't get where he got because of merit. He got where he got, where he currently is, because he played the inside game. He did what he was told better than anybody else, and he was rewarded for it like a mouse with the pellet, get the pellet, just get the pellet, just get the pellet. That's what we're doing here, folks. High impact analysis, Human Events Daily. Folks, that's all the time we have here at HN Daily, where we are giving you the bottom line up front. Be good, be brief, be gone. Share this out, share it with your normie friends, be the influence agent. But before we go, it's time for today's moment in history. September 20th, I want to bring you back to 1777, the Revolutionary War, the massacre of Paoli in Pennsylvania. The British were camped at Tredyffrin, preparing to cross the Schuylkill River and attack Philadelphia. But Lord Howe got word that Mad Anthony Wayne and his camp were preparing an ambush. So what did he do? He attacked the camp itself, soldiers affixed with bayonets, and massacred the entire troop that was waiting there. Understand what our soldiers fought for to give us the freedoms that we have today here in the United States. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.